Jeremiah chapter 21, verse 1. The word that hath been unto Jeremiah from Jehovah in the king Zedekiah's sending unto him Pashur, son of Malchiah, and Zephaniah, son of Messiah, the priest, saying, 2. Inquire, we pray thee, for us at Jehovah. For Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, hath fought against us. Perhaps Jehovah doth deal with us according to all his wonders, and doth cause him to go up from off us. Traditionally, whenever the kings wanted to know from the Lord if they should fight or if they should not fight, they would always ask the Lord. And Zedekiah sends the evil Pashur and another evil prophet named Zephaniah to go and ask Jeremiah to pray and give King Zedekiah a word from the Lord. Unfortunately, the reason Zedekiah is asking for Jeremiah to pray and give him a word is because Zedekiah is hoping that Jeremiah will agree with all of the other lying prophets that the Lord will save Jerusalem from Babylon. Zedekiah is fishing for a positive word, just like the word of faith people tell us to give people. But we can't always give a positive word. If we're going to tell the truth, sometimes it's going to be negative. 3. And Jeremiah saith unto them, Thus do ye say unto Zedekiah. Jeremiah had already been praying, so the Lord instantly gave him a word for the king. 4. Thus said Jehovah, God of Israel, Lo, I am turning round the weapons of battle that are in your hand, with which ye do fight the king of Babylon, and the Chaldeans, who are laying siege against you, at the outside of the wall, and I have gathered them into the midst of this city. The weapons that the people of Jerusalem are using will be turned on them. The Babylonians and the Chaldeans, which are from the same land, are going to enter Jerusalem and take the weapons right out of the men of Judah's hands. 5. And I, I have fought against you with a stretched out hand, and with a strong arm, and in anger, and in fury, and in great wrath. The Lord says, it'll be me fighting you. I'm just going to use the Babylonians to carry out my plan, but your real enemy is me. The Lord has made himself an enemy to his own people, to the kingly tribe and the priests who live in Jerusalem. Sometimes the Lord does make himself an enemy to his own people, and it's when they willfully sin and they absolutely refuse to stop sinning. If you're against the Lord and you falsely call yourself a Christian, he will come against you. The outstretched hand of the Lord is his son, Jesus Christ. In the Bible, a right arm is a metaphor for a son. 6. And I have smitten the inhabitants of this city, both man and beast, by a great pestilence do they die. In the last chapter, Pashur had smitten Jeremiah. He hit him in the face, and then he put him in the stocks. But in this chapter, the Lord is telling King Zedekiah, I am going to smite all of the people who live in Jerusalem, and they will also die of pestilence. Pestilence is disease or plague. So probably during the siege of Jerusalem, there will be some disease breaking out, 
And that is really terrifying to be locked in a city without food with a bunch of sick people. 7. And after this, an affirmation of Jehovah, I give Zedekiah king of Judah and his servants and the people and those left in this city from the pestilence, from the sword, and from the famine into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon and into the hand of their enemies and into the hand of those seeking their life. And he hath smitten them by the mouth of the sword. He hath no pity on them, nor doth he spare, nor hath he mercy. This says that King Nebuchadnezzar is not going to have any mercy on the people of Jerusalem, and that's by the Lord's will. They never had any shame or humility about their sin for decades and decades. They don't deserve any mercy. For the very few people who will repent and will follow Jeremiah's lead, there will be mercy for them. But for those who refuse to vacate Jerusalem, they're going to die or be hauled off. And a lot of them will die right in the city from diseases and famine. We'll read more about King Nebuchadnezzar when we get to the book of Daniel. 8. And unto this people thou dost say, Thus said Jehovah, Lo, I am setting before you the way of life and the way of death. The Lord said this very thing when the Israelites entered Canaan. He had Mount Ebal, which was the Mount of Cursing, and Mount Gerizim, which was the Mount of Blessing, and he told them to pick which way that they would go toward cursing or blessing, whether or not they would obey his laws. So now he's telling Jerusalem again, you can choose righteousness and obedience, or you can choose death and cursing. 9. Whoso is abiding in this city dieth by sword and by famine and by pestilence, and whoso is going forth and hath fallen unto the Chaldeans, who are laying siege against you, liveth, and his life hath been to him for a spoil. The Lord is saying that those who are stubborn and stay in Jerusalem to try to fight for their rights against the Babylonians, they will all be destroyed. But those who leave the city and submit to the Chaldeans, those people will be spared, those who submit in humility. 10. For I have set my face against this city for evil and not for good, an affirmation of Jehovah. Into the hand of the king of Babylon it is given, and he hath burnt it with fire. The entire city will be burnt, so nobody will be able to live there. Those who are spared are those who will willingly submit as subjects of the Chaldeans and the Babylonians. 11. And as to the house of the king of Judah, hear ye a word of Jehovah. Now this is an extra word of instruction to the kingship, the house of Judah. 12. O house of David, thus said Jehovah, decide ye judgment at morning, and deliver the plundered from the hand of the oppressor, lest my fury go forth as fire, and hath burned, and none is quenching, because of the evil of your doings. Over and over in the Old Testament, the Lord commands his people to take care of the weak and the helpless. Those are the orphans, the widows, and the handicapped, and anybody else who's in poverty. The Lord always was furious with the Israelites when they didn't take care of their own who were helpless. And he says, tonight, 
you need to decide to help people. And by morning, you need to start helping the helpless or I am going to destroy you in the morning. The Lord is requiring that they stop robbing the poor and start giving to the poor instead. And he's requiring that they do it immediately. 13. Lo, I am against thee, an affirmation of Jehovah, O inhabitants of the valley, rock of the plain, who are saying, Who cometh down against us, and who cometh into our habitations? Jerusalem is surrounded by three valleys. So those who lived in the lower parts said, No one can get us. The inhabitants of the valley felt very safe and secure there, but the Lord is saying that they're not safe at all. 14. And I have laid a charge against you, according to the fruit of your doings, an affirmation of Jehovah. And I have kindled a fire in its forests, and it hath consumed all its suburbs. They felt safe in the valley amongst the trees. The Lord says, the fruit of your doings is the fruit of their sin. So that would be dead children, impoverished people who had no hope. And he says, because of the fruit of your sin, I am going to burn all of your valleys with the forest and all of the suburbs of Jerusalem. The city won't be safe and the valleys below it won't be safe either for anybody who refuses to repent. The Lord keeps saying an affirmation of Jehovah, and this means that he will not change his mind. He's affirming that his word will be done no matter what. So he's not going to have mercy on anybody who refuses to repent. And that concludes Jeremiah chapter 21.